Welcome to Make Believe Money. I think we're ready to do this, right? Well, we weren't we were until <laughs> I you just bailed out. I'm double checking, so I'll do it again. <laughs> just remember, anytime I fuck up, it's really on me to fix it later. <laughs> <laughs> Ran up like to the stairs and then face planted upon them. Yeah, that's normal for Liz. Uh, we're starting with Incredibles too. Just so I'm, I don't know. I'll ask you in a second. Welcome to make a bit? <laughs> No, I have a long decide. day. What's happening? My brain don't be funny good no more. <laughs> Uh, all right. Breathe in. Breathe out. Do you breathe in or out when you podcast? You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about Incredibles 2. The second one. The second one. They're also incredible. Yes. Incredible also 2. Yeah, okay. Incredible 2 also. Incredible 2. I generally don't appreciate that pun when movie Rish. sequels do it. Like Oh, like you, your bit was fine, but like just when movie sequels <laughs> do it, the, I don't. Your bit was <laughs> fine, David. <laughs> like, I paid a lot of money to be told I'm funny sometimes. <laughs> Would you like to get your rubber stamp out? And just maybe prove that one. You notarize this off joke. The assembly line. Or... We put together a good product here. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you don't like when movie titles are like something too? Yeah, T O O. Like, like look who's talking to. Or T O O or something like that. Well, how do you feel about look who's talking now? That's the third one. See, that just like that's why it doesn't make sense because they set up like a weird, like, joke structure, and it's like, like, prime, then two, T O O. Yeah. And then now that's look who's not talking three. prime was pretty like, dark. <laughs> <laughs> The prime multiverse is uh, the look who's talking multiverse gets dark in some scenarios. I will say, um, uh, look who's talking now is one that doesn't make any sense, but it's because it's the dog and cat that talk. Yeah, and that's a really? weird. That's a yeah. weird arc of escalation because Ooh. it starts with singular one baby, baby, then it goes to two dose babies, babies, like, and then two kids and two animals, two dogs. See, I think it's two dogs. Is it two dogs? One of them. Well, I, I think, think it's a cat because I think the it's fact like that it can jump cat. species is very it's troubling and raises more questions than it answers. Yeah, it do. Also, who was thirsting for that? Like me. I loved those movies. Really? When I was a kid, they were my favorite. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Turn it off. Liz, <laughs> I'm going home. Just like that was always the disappointment of like I want to see if the mummy's on TBS and it's like oh no it's it one of the Lucas talking movies. No, here's it was. the deal though. <laughs> somewhere I, it was. Though. Somewhere it was. <laughs> and At all times. Forever. If I just wait six hours through the Look Who's Talking trilogy, <laughs> then eventually the mummy, the mummy will, the mummy will appear. <laughs> uh, In fact, that book they read out of is just. Sanskrit for look, look who's, who's talking. talking. <laughs> and you get through the whole script. Think about it. Um, I I really loved the look who's talking movies because I had a big crush. Get get ready for uh, misguided Scientology crushes that Liz had before everybody <laughs> like joined the church. I was really into John Travolta and I was really into Tom Cruise and both of those crushes ended right about the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Danny DeVito's the dog in the third one, isn't he? I don't remember that, but I do love a Danny DeVito. I think he might have been the voice of the dog. 
this podcast really just if you listen to the whole arc of this podcast it's mainly just been you guys convincing me how much how good Danny DeVito he's is so he's so good great. I've come so far around on Danny DeVito from complete ignorance to a, a joy and love for Danny DeVito he's amazing um I just read a story did I already talk about this on Tumblr the other day about how he saved some kid's life he was like this kid was uh his parents took him to a ski resort and he was at a school where he was like kind of being abused and his parents were like oh you're doing fine it's just a tough school and he was like thinking about killing himself and he rode a ski lift with this little man who was like oh it'll get better i went through a similar thing but like you're strong and you're gonna make it through and on the other side of it it's gonna seem a lot smaller than it is now and these people will fade in the distance and he was like and he felt so much better and he got to the top and then the little man at the top <laughs> met up with Rhea Perlman and went skiing and he was like, oh wait, that was Danny DeVito. And he like uh, saved this kid's life. He, he did not commit suicide. He lived to tell the story. Anyway, if you're Danny considering DeVito. suicide, please call a hotline. But think of Danny DeVito. He would like you to live. And maybe Danny DeVito will be on that hotline. Oh, That's man. a hotline I'd call. That is a hotline I would call just to be like, hi, are you... How you, could you talk a little bit? <laughs> He's a busy man, Liz. <laughs> I'm really into him. So, that was our Incredibles like 2 episode, <laughs> everyone. Thank you. This episode is about something, though, right? It is about yeah. something. We're going to talk about Incredibles 2. A movie I also have a crush on. It is a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, do plot we or plot? your ratings? I, let's start with plot spoilers ahead. Yeah, it's new enough. Yeah. Uh, I will say, if you haven't uh, watched it, one of the reasons we did this is because, or I decided to do it this week, is because it just went on Netflix. So stop this podcast, leave work or wherever you are. <laughs> put your um, work down right now. Just put your car in park in the middle of the highway, <laughs> go watch this movie, and then phone. come back and listen to the rest of this. Let us know what you think. But let's do plot. Uh, again, spoilers ahead. Uh, this one picks up right after the first one left off. Yep. Right? Uh, so like 10,000 foot view, it's about a family yes. that have superpowers. Oh, yes. I right there. literally just remember that we did the first one already. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you might, if I'm you dense. need to go back, first of all, if you haven't seen Incredibles 1, go back and listen to our first podcast about that one and then pause that podcast right when we get to the plot and watch that movie and then come back to the podcast, listen to that one through and then listen to our podcast, stop to the part where we get to the plot, watch the second movie, and then pick it back up. And how 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 you doing? Welcome back. There you go. We planned your day out for you. <laughs> you did great. I hope that you didn't cause any accidents when you parked on the highway. <laughs> um, but so it picks up immediately after the first movie left off, where uh, superheroes are still uh, considered illegal vigilantes, mm-hmm. and the family just like in real life. Just like in real life, <laughs> don't go fight crime if you're not a crime fighter legally. Um, that's called a police officer, I guess. <laughs> uh. Right, they're fighting the Mole Man guy. Underminer. Underminer, Underminer. thank you. Uh, The John Ratzenberger. uh, Ratzenberg. Ratzenberg? Not Burger. Not Burger? Not Burger, no. No Burger? Man, this is going to be a weird one tonight. I'm in a mood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they they fight him, and they cause a ton of damage to the city. Right. And they get in trouble. But this very wealthy brother and sister duo are like, we have a, a... proposition for you guys and mr incredible thinks it's for him but it's super not it's for mrs incredible elastigirl uh they want her to i'm fuzzy on this basically fight crime fight crime for them (laughs) yeah yeah they want to turn her into like a viral like uh oh like a media sensation yeah they put like superhero yeah cameras in her suits and like it's basically a pr campaign sure um like 
unbesmirch. I don't know if there's a word for that. It's like to, to smirch. Desmirch. <laughs> to control the narrative of like to the good that, that superheroes can do. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, when it, properly restrained. That sounded like creepy. They don't want to like well, they, constrain yeah, them just like if if it's done. If it's like regulated and out and open. No, no, no. There's that. no regulation in this. This is a Brad Bird movie. <laughs> it is a Brad Bird movie. No regulation and no one is special. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what happens is there are like regular crimes and then a series of escalating crimes all committed by this one supervillain. Correct. Whose name I cannot remember. Screen slaver. Screen slaver who hypnotizes people with their screens. This yeah. is a yeah. very um, maybe on the nose message. <laughs> so say, there's no commentary in it at all. <laughs> uh, look deeply into your phone. Um, and the screen slaver. Spoiler. Don't I mean, do it is a spoiler. I mean, I'll do I it. Mean, don't be listening to this. We yeah, we said we already did say we said we're going to do it. The yeah. screen slaver turns out to be uh, the sister of the group, Evelyn Dever. Which, if you also, look at her damn name, like I didn't look, Evelyn Dever. Yeah, Evel Endeavor. Yeah, evil, evil Endeavor. Yeah. Also, <sighs> I love this movie. I love a lot of these types of movies. I told Megan as soon as we met those characters <laughs> that one of them was the bad guy. Yeah. And probably the sister. And yeah. like an hour later in the movie, she went, I think you're right. <laughs> I went, yeah, man. No shit. <laughs> uh, to be fair, she's also like played by Catherine Keener and is this character with like messy hair and like deep smoky eyes and like looks like she's half asleep the whole time and has this like blase attitude about most things. And then her brother, Winston Dever, is like super jazzed about it all. Yeah, very upbeat. Very you know high the name energy. is not a pun? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I looked it up yesterday. Just now? Oh, okay. No, yesterday <laughs> I looked it up because I was like, I remember her name is Evelyn Dever. What's his name? Because I thought maybe it was a pun too. It's not. It's Winston. It's Winston. It's a fine name. Uh, and uh, Evelyn's motive was that she wanted to... So... She didn't like how her brother relied on superheroes or her, her father parents. relied yeah. on superheroes. And that's the reason why they died because right. there was a, like a bad guy, a villain or a yeah, robber, just a home, just invader. A home, invader. home invader killed so, yeah. them. And they were, instead of calling the police, they called the superhero hotline and the superheroes yeah, did not show up like a panic room. That was like, Oh yes. The day that superheroes got like outlawed, which right. like, not totally they her dad's were fault. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> Things were going on. Also, smart robbers. Seriously. To wait. If there was like a superhero police force and then one day they got banned. That's, that's probably the same day the, as the purge. I mean, yes, but that's probably <laughs> the day to do it because the other police force is not like experienced or probably fully manned and operated. Yeah, when and you yet have your superheroes your all normal doing it. overriding force is gone. Yeah. yeah they're probably Pre the prohibition, they probably would have been like, uh, like parking ticket EMTs. Right, the image that I get in my mind. Normal, yeah. normal police officers. A lot of like, uh, like zoning law stuff. Right. So that's what I'm saying. That's a good time to strike. Yeah. If you're thinking about committing a crime, wait till the superheroes go away. Don't well, ever like commit not a too crime. long because then they'll get back around. Yeah, and then they'll then they'll be like yeah. listening in on the police scanners and going to private islands. Right. You know. Like, so here's the thing about the the Incredibles universe is, like, I get that being a superhero becomes illegal mm -hmm. and is, like, 
a big social no-no. Mm-hmm. But like, you live in a world with metahumans, and like, demonstrably, some of them are villainous. Like, is where is this like elite like strike force who has been keeping down all of the supervillains in the time during yeah, this prohibition? It's it does seem like you the actually, prohibition made the supervillains go away too. And if you look at it, you well, so they did kind of address this in the first one, uh-huh. where it's just like without the challenge, what's the point? Oh yeah, and I believe yeah. they made a joke because they all like become used car salesmen. Yeah. <laughs> The evilest profession. <laughs> Although, if you actually look at it in the movies, none of their villains actually have superpowers. All of their villains do it with like technology. technology. Yeah, which is probably <laughs> boy, they really do not like technology. <laughs> they don't. No. I mean, the Underminer <laughs> looks like a mole, but that's about it. He got big old hands. But yeah, I yeah. mean, and there's clearly some like. To- overtones, undertones, what you, if you will, about you know, I'm just saying, immigration Bradford, and what have you. Bradford yeah. has making some someone illegal. Yeah, <laughs> making someone illegal because they have a certain trait, even if they can't control having that trait. Right. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to think about there. But like, what not really, I was gonna say, say that's subtly there, but it's really it's not, not very subtle. <laughs> the things that people say about Brad Bird's opinions on things, like what does that say that like all of the people with these like supernatural powers are like apparently inherently good inherently good yeah like, yeah oh, man. like if you have the means like clearly you must be virtuous like right brad bird whatever objectivism is a lie <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um i i will say this is like the movie series that i love the most while just dis- like disagreeing with the themes the most you know like the whole if everyone's special, no one can be special thing from the first one and like everything about the <laughs> the way that special people are the best. Uh yeah, it doesn't ring very very tunefully. Mm-hmm. It's a delightful movie. It is a delightful I'm movie. Saying. It's a lot of fun. And I gotta I say, very much enjoy it. I love the Iron Giant with my whole heart, and that one doesn't seem quite as bad. He's, he's quiet a, people are evil. Quiet people are. I evil. don't know. He's a big yeah. old war robot from outer space, but he he's like people aren't don't have to be guns, and I think that's great. That's a great message we can all get behind. You don't have I've to be a gun. I've not watched that movie. Oh, guess what we're doing in tonight? A recent <laughs> enough time. Yeah, I'm trying to think through. I like. I remember there kind of being a like we can use technology for good instead of the evil we put it to. But yeah, he's a giant robot and he's a big gun, and the government wants to. It's like the big old. Like Frankenstein thing, he's like a monster who's like very gentle at heart, and the the government is the reason why. He Actually, is. it was called Frankenstein's monster. I'll kill you. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? you did it, and I was like, oh, I I've saw got, it. I've got an opportunity. The I internet, watched. the internet is in the room. Ultimately, the federal government is the villain in that movie, mm-hmm. though. So, like, Kent Mansley work for the government? Huh? Kent Mansley, I work for the government. It's it's one of my favorite movies. It is a very good movie. It's I haven't seen it in Again. probably a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this movie. Yes. Ratings? Yeah. Let's do that. Someone else sure. start. I've been talking a lot. Uh, I like The Incredibles a lot. Um, I don't remember what I rated myself in the, the last one, but I just watched this movie when it came out last summer. Mm-hmm. So. Six? Like. Okay. I remember it pretty well. I haven't seen it since I watched it in the theater, but. Had a good time. I'm in exactly the same boat. I went to go see it with him. So, yeah. six. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go four. 
uh, for two reasons. One, uh, the whole verse. I've seen each of these movies once, and I quite enjoyed them, but like they're not as easily accessible to me as some other things because they're rarely streaming, and I don't own them, yeah. and yeah. what have you. So like, Disney and they're everything. ones that I would rewatch a lot more if I had easier access to them, but I don't, so I haven't. Yep. Um, so that's one reason why I knock myself a little bit. Two, there is some people with kids who have seen this movie 8,000 times <laughs> because their kids want to watch it on repeat. And I'm not that person. Of children's um, movies, like, I'm pretty sure that all children's movies, like, fall apart after, like, the, like, 11th viewing. Like, not fall apart, like, structurally, but it's like, they but, like, start to lose meaning. Yes. Like, yeah. like writing um, the same word down too many times. Yeah. <laughs> where you can no longer know what's happening. You're like, I don't, I thought I knew how to say giraffe out loud. <laughs> Giraffe. Giraffe. <laughs> but I just feel like this would be a superb movie for a child to become, like, obsessed yeah. oh, with. Oh, don't get of me wrong. If, like, if you could get your kid to watch this on repeat over almost anything else, you'd be a great, really, have parent for yourself. Yeah, um, and, like, the thing is, this one doesn't have, like, I think songs I in a movie could a be Paw a plus Patrol. or a minus. It's not a Paw Patrol, and it's definitely not a Caillou. <laughs> <laughs> um but like this one doesn't have songs, so there's less to get stuck in your head if you watch it a thousand times. That's fair. Although I guess I should apologize now to my mother and father for the time that I watched The Little Mermaid so much I snapped the tape. I'm so sorry. I went through like three copies of Robin Hood, I Disney's Robin Hood. With oh the actual animal one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, actual, the actual like like Robin. You Hood know was. the canonical one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robs from the rich, steals from the poor, makes a den in the woods. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the classic Robin Hood tropes. Yeah. <laughs> Hibernates all winter. Uh, but yes, because there are some adults out there who have seen this movie probably 500 times, most of them have children. Yeah. And a few of them, a few of them I don't want to meet. A few of them um, have like year passes to Disney World. Right. Um, I met somebody on vacation once. Nice person, but like, her and her husband go to Disney like four times a year. Now, admittedly, they live much closer than I do, but it was still, I was still like, oh. And like, not just like go to it to drink and go to Harry Potter World, like do the it, ears and like yep. the small world and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's a world. It's a small, it's a small world, world after yes. all. I had a friend who worked for Disney. I don't think she listened to this podcast because I don't know that she listens to podcasts. But um, she was part of like oh it's such a cult and it's a sweet and happy cult but man it can get a little unsettling <laughs> <laughs> like all cults like even all the cults, good ones even are the... a little bit not good <laughs> even the good ones you don't want to hang out with for long yeah it's small doses small doses which I is mean... the exact opposite of a cult <laughs> every cult is pretty chill if you know when to leave <laughs> yeah, it's just a nice club that you yeah. were a part of. I like, just was at a oh, nice man. party where everyone was wearing the same shoes, and then I went home. Yeah. <laughs> I got a sweet pair of sneakers and this bitchin' jumpsuit, and then I bounced. Uh, yeah, we wore a lot of orange, and I met a weird bearded guy, and then I like it was just a weird orgy, and then I went home. And, and I uh, definitely won't read about it on CNN tomorrow. Nope, I opened yeah. a Blockbuster, and the '90s were great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those are our ratings. What yes. part of this are we going to talk about? So, we've talked about this before, so this might be a little bit of a retread on the basic financial concepts, but I like pointing it out when movies get it wrong. <laughs> okay. The big one we're going to talk about today is insurance. Oh, and for the okay. thousandth time, I'm going to teach people what insurance is and what insurance isn't. This is good because I just feel like at any time confronted with the idea of what insurance is or is not, I start to babble mildly in my head, or I'm like, I don't know, maybe nothing. 
Maybe insurance <laughs> doesn't cover anything. Which is kind of fun because until it's proven, it does it, it does kind of feel like you're paying for nothing. Yeah. I'm like, what what am I what am I doing? I'm giving money. Aren't they supposed to do this? Yeah. <laughs> I just give them money to do nothing. All the time. All the time. And I pay for life insurance just so that like I'm betting I'm gonna you, die. I was about to say you will not see that paid out. No. I guarantee it. No. Well, unless I unless you lie. get terminally ill, then sometimes oh. you can borrow from your death benefit ahead of time. Wow, that's a nice thing to be able to do, I guess. What a dark thing. I mean, yuck. There it is. You can also there's something called viatrical companies. Will you cover your Viagra? Yes. Uh, no, <laughs> where you can sell your life insurance policy if you're terminal. So like, if my life insurance policy is going to pay out a million when I die, I can sell it to you for like three hundred thousand. So I have the three hundred thousand dollars now to but go you'll live have your a, life, right? To get through the end of my life and everything, and then you'll have a million dollars when I kick it because you know it's going to happen. So a net profit of seven hundred thousand for me. I mean, I picked a number, but that's sure. The idea but like that, you it. die. But they are pretty ugly. Like in terms of, it's not like they give you nine hundred thousand to get a million. They give you like pennies on the dollar, and yeah, it's I pretty bet. shitty to take care say, of people in a desperate situation strike me as the business venture of like someone kind I want to have a beer people. with. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure there are there's one in a thousand who's truly like this family's desperate and we just give them the means to like take care have of them. a peaceful transition. And, yeah. Maybe even like depending on what the type of thing is, you know, if you have an aneurysm or something, like even like go do fun things or what have you. Yeah. Then I imagine the other. I imagine that's the person that doesn't go to the conference because I imagine the other people at the conference are just the worst. I'm imagining a lot of like, uh, kingpin style, business suit dudes just sitting around going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I imagine that. they all look like Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> What's the shame here is Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder is what most people look like, in general. They don't dress that way though. They don't dress that way. <laughs> But movie people think that people who look like regular people and think that they look like movie people dress that way. You know what I mean? That was a convoluted way to say movie people have a distorted view of what regular people think they look like. That's the whole conceit of this show, except for money. Swap out looks for money? Yep. Yeah. Okay. But that is still true for looks. I was watching <laughs> a TV show the that we're going to cover in a couple, actually. Um, and my wife was like, that's a very like nice looking average person. And I'm like, no, no, it's because they're on TV. So they're average looking for the TV people, which is why they look very good because that's not how normal people look. No. None of this is how normal people look. Yeah. Uh, the invention of television has made everyone feel a lot worse about themselves. <laughs> and I didn't need any help. No, I was already feeling, feeling pretty gross. <laughs> Did you hear me burp earlier? I'm not sure <laughs> if I edited it, it out in. or not. Yeah. Or you've lost your mind. Either way, feel bad. Okay. Back to the Incredibles, though. Yes. And insurance. So when this, they are first fighting the Underminer, mm-hmm. um, they do a bunch of damage to the city. Mm-hmm. And the cops are taking them away because they surrender. And they're all mad at them. The FBI agents or whomever is all mad at them because they're like, listen, you didn't catch him. You didn't get our money back. And if you had just not intervened, insurance would have covered this. And, ev- and there wouldn't have been this damage. And yeah. it all would have been better. Which in theory is true. I don't know if uh, I don't. I she guess just banks. Under, did I mean, you just undermine is, your concept? No, 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 no. We're talking about something completely different. Sorry, we're like thirty minutes in. No, we're <laughs> talking about something. Com- we're talking about something completely different. I mean, the property damage would have been covered. I'm trying to decide if the banks 
vaults getting stolen would have actually been covered. Is that FDIC? Uh, no. I mean, yes, but that's more coverage if your bank goes out, out of, of money. business. Yeah. yeah. Not if, like, your bank lets something get stolen. I'm sure they have there coverage. There would be some other kind of loss protection. It would be yeah. FDIC insurance, but there. I'm, I'm imagining sure the there's an insurance some, product. Yeah, I'm sure the bank that. has co- coverage for damaged. Because, I mean, if, like, your vault had a fire, you'd have that covered right. somehow. Yeah. So it's probably very specialized insurance because you can't cover money like your homeowners only covers a very limited amount of money if you keep large amounts of cash in your house it won't be covered it's a poor idea anyway don't do it yeah i mean correct but um but anyway that's that was i was just going off on a thought yeah make it into gold (laughs) bury it in the park make it into gold make it into gold don't exchange it for gold alchemy alchemy um what was i gonna ask uh they would maybe like a normal regular bank robber person like they tell bank workers are told to just let the person take the money. Correct. But that's yeah. because they don't go into the vault and steal significant amounts. Oh. 99% of bank robberies, they take cash out of the drawer, which is generally between three to five grand. Mm. Uh, because you don't, I mean, because that you can do by going up to someone saying, I have a gun, fill this bag. Yeah. And if you try to rob a whole vault, you have to control all the exits and you have to like, it, that's like the fun movie style one where they're in there for like an hour and have an escape plan, but Clive that Owen doesn't and... actually really happen. No, I listened to a podcast episode where a lady tried to do that once and it, it went totally to shit. Like yeah. she wound up taking everybody hostage and had no idea what she was doing. And Correct. Yeah, she that's went, why all she went to jail. end that way. <laughs> She's lucky she went to jail. There's probably a decent chance she just gets shot by a sniper and then yeah. they move on with their lives. Yeah, she was a, a pretty young white lady, and I think that helped a lot. Yeah, I well, that it does. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, but yes, most bank robberies, like, yeah, they just tell them to give up. And actually, there are some bank robbers. They've gotten better about it. Who were very who go from like town to town, rob like all four banks in the town, and leave. And just go across the country because, honestly, they don't do a lot of investigation for that sort of bank robbery just because it's not a significant amount of money in the grand scheme of things. Sure. And if they think it's, like, somebody local, they'll do it. But if they think you just, like, drove in town, did it, and drove away, like, chances of them finding you, if you're smart about it, are so yeah. slim. For the, the amount of time they'd have to put into it for four grand, they're like, we'd rather actually stop like violent crimes yeah listeners I mean, write that down this is a, a crime you can do <laughs> there was a guy here in chicago who did like 12 banks in like yes. three weeks and like i think they only really started taking him seriously because he like pushed somebody down like coming out of one of the banks he like threatened he had a gun at a, at he a, had a gun point. but like he only like hurt somebody at like one of them and i think it was really just like he pushed like an older man down and that yeah. will have them starting to take notice but a lot of times they don't also because a lot of times bank employees are are trained to not test the situation. Yes. So if you just go up and slip them a note or like lean across the desk and say, I have a gun, give me this. None of them go, oh, well, show me your gun. Like Prove they, it. they just do Prove it. it. Like <laughs> you can literally do that stupid do kid. It, like coward. I've got a, my fingers a in a pocket in thing pocket. and they're like, I'm not going to get shot over yeah. three grand in a bank. Absolutely not. Like, also, no job is worth you getting shot over well, it. Correct. So um, maybe cop or bodyguard to the president. Oh, Depends on the president. president. <laughs> uh, yikes! <laughs> but also, think about it. Um, okay, but so this is different, right? So so anyway, so that that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Then when Winston is um, pitching this idea to the incredible family, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. and Mrs. respectively, he says, "Let's um, get you guys out there." Being superheroes, low damage, a lot of publicity, change some people's minds, 
get you back out and, and approved. And he's talking about all the reasons they can do this, right? They're a telecommunications firm. They have this technology. They'll stream it. It'll be great, wonderful. Oh, and they have insurance. Mm-hmm. So if there is damage, they have this insurance, which is, you know, this thing that they didn't have before, which will help pay for the damages, which will make everybody happy. And that's actually the reason, part of the reason, they don't want Mr. Incredible to go first. Because he's much more damaging as a superhero, statistically. Sure. They've run all these analyses, it seems. And, like, his style of being a superhero does much more damage. When your thing is punching and kicking. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just super strength, right? Yeah. Like, You're picking things smitch, up and throwing things. something, yeah. Yeah, it seems a lot more doable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they don't want him to go first because of the damage. Now, you could argue that's partially... Because it, um, they don't want that out as like a PR thing. They don't want to show videos of him narrowly avoiding killing civilians. Right. I get that. But the other reason they imply it is because let's not go. Te- he literally says the line, "Let's not test that insurance right away." I think it's a, or some paraphrasing of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this, what insurance company would cover such a giant blanket? Ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> There's a couple of issues here. First and foremost, we've talked about this time and time again. You cannot insure illegal activity. Fair. Boom, right off the bat, this does not work. We're an insurance company specializing in crimes. <laughs> I can't buy liability insurance for the hurt ideal people if I go out and shoot villains in the night. They will not cover me to go do illegal things. Honestly. In the same way you can't burn down your house on purpose. (laughs) For the insurance money. For the insurance money. money. It's the same thing. I'm surprised that such a thing does not exist in the world that we live in today. What? Like, you're going to do a crime. Crime insurance. Crime insurance. I guess for people who are going to be victims of crime. That's like a thing that you buy. There is for being a victim of crime. That's like the thing you buy in like the John Wick universe. Right. Or the purge You have, universe. like, weird, like, murder insurance that the mob sells you. Like, yeah. Whatever. That's a, that's another, that's a... Let's talk about John Wick later. We should talk about protection money sometime at some point in oh, some yeah. movie that it makes sense for, but... Did Luke Cage? Mm, I'd have to rewatch it, but... Um, um, you said something just now. I was thinking, um, this is the only situation in which this works is if the heroes are, like, a backed arm of the government and is treated like flood insurance. Right. Like, oh. Yeah, that would work, huh? Yeah. But yes. this is not, because then it wouldn't be illegal anymore. And that's what I actually have. So I have options of how this could work, and it actually is government covers things as like a superhero team, and as they get like approved, you train your police force around working with superheroes. So instead of them being the strong arms, they're trained to get people out of the way and do like do those sort of responses mm-hmm. to let your superhero team go in and do whatever it is they have to do. Yeah. But again, to your point, that would imply that they're not illegal or that they're super black ops. Right. The like kind of will like disavow if you get knowledge. caught, we've never seen you before. Yeah. But yeah. you can't really do that this publicly on U.S. soil. They did it in Incredibles 1 before the, the like blackout of... Before the, the prohibition, yeah, they were like they were government backed, and then when they did get uh, prohibited, they were uh, assisted by the government to find new jobs when they fucked up. But like, but again, uh, this it's is not a the private same. insurance company, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. this would not be covered. Like you can't again, you can't insure, you can't insure to do illegal things. I mean, you can have a shit ton of money. I mean, 
this is actually covered uh, kind of weirdly at length in like um, like the Marvel comics and DC comics universes. That makes like, sense. There's whole comic series that are about like the 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 infrastructure of repairing the world after superheroes. So yeah. that like, was the other thing I had in here is you could also just have a superhero team that comes in and does your like depending on how many there are and and how busy they are, like you could have them do the repairs. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if there's someone with like super speed. There's super speed, super strength, super strength. void. They don't get a range on her powers, but seem seemingly is an infrastructure god. Yeah, because they can just move, move things stuff. whenever they want mm-hmm. to wherever they want. Like you could also just make them part of the you know, it's like a it's like a going camping, right? Leave it better than you found it. Right. Um. But that is not suggested that that has ever been tried before, and you have to wonder if people with this sort of powers would get... But I guess in this universe, they're all inherently good all the time, but you have to worry <laughs> about whether they would have any um, issue with doing like the more... The boring work. Yeah, yeah. more bricklaying work. But if you think about them like the National Guard, and like, or like FEMA, where yeah. like your goal is to protect and to help... And the thing that most superheroes would agree their goal is to protect and to help. Would you argue protect and serve? I would not. Sorry, you're just like <laughs> literally dancing around that. I did. That. I and skipped I was... out on the police uh, theme. <laughs> um, I think the most natural thing, though, is like in a reality where this existed, like this would be a private insurance product that you would buy as like a business owner. Isn't that right? Like So the, the other thing about that is I do think it would have to be government done because this is my other problem with it. Let's say it wasn't illegal. Let's say superheroes are totally legal. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you insure it because I, we, I think we've talked about this before. Insurance is good for low probability, high impact things. That's yeah. the point of insurance. If you think about like a grid, a four box grid, and I know it's hard to think about it on a visual medium, but... On one, like, access put from low probability to high probability, and on the other one put low impact to high impact, you know, low and low meeting in the bottom left, mm-hmm. making that kind of like, you know, a plus sign with the four grids. Mm-hmm. You only really ensure that low probability, high risk box. Because if it's low, if it's high probability, low impact, like losing you don't a pen, need it. Yeah. you don't need insurance. Yeah. If it's high probability, low impact you don't want to insure it uh, well uh, again well i guess what did i say low probability low impact if i meant if high probability low impact losing a pen right mm-hmm. yeah. low probability low impact who cares right yeah right that you're not going to lose it and if you did whatever yeah um and then high probability high impact it's not insurable right right because your company the whole point of insurance companies is they take uh a hundred dollars from all of us uh, they take $100 from 100 people and pay out the one person's claim who's 900 bucks. Mm-hmm. If they take $100 from everybody and then everybody has a $200 claim, We're fucked. they go out of business. Yeah. That's actually what just happened with that business in the, Car- uh, the California wildfires. Oh. I don't know if you saw that there was a California wildfire. There was actually a utility company, but there was some worry, and there's some worry as climate change goes on that insurance companies are going to be in rough shape, especially mm-hmm. ones that are geographically confined. Because yeah. if you only own the eastern seaboard and it gets hit by a hurricane, yeah. you're going to go out of business, right? Or right. there's a good chance, which is why you need to be geographically diverse or limit your coverage to any one area, basically. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, superheroes, by definition, kind of fall into that high-impact, high-probability box. And they're kind of everything. So, like, 
you basically have to charge a superhero the cost of the damages as an insurance premium because you know you're going to pay it. And the only way you stay in business is having enough money to pay it. So at that point, why would any superhero buy insurance? Right? Because you can basically buy insurance on anything. Yeah. Yeah. But at some point, the reason people don't, and this is this is an issue that's actually happened, you know, in some areas that are flooding because of climate change, for example. The insurance has gotten so expensive there that they can't live there anymore because they're basically saying, okay, you have a hundred thousand dollar house, you have to pay ten grand a year or in homeowner's insurance because we know every 10 years there's going to be a flood and you're going to basically have to rebuild your whole house so we're just pricing it to get that back because otherwise we're going to go out of business and then people are like why would i why do would that? i buy the insurance i'm basically rebuying my house every 10 years which i'm doing anyway so what i the might hell? as well just save that money and not have insurance and or just move, or move. Like, yeah. which sucks that yeah it's pushing people out of those locations but it's kind of a dan- like who who do you want to suffer there right there right. is no solution where Somehow it's just the only solution is to take global warming seriously and and fix it and yeah. fix it, but uh, it might be too late for some of that, like your coastal towns. But yeah, thinking about superheroes, there's also how do superheroes make any money? The government paycheck. Sure. Is that <clears throat> sure? Endorsement deals is the real answer the Nike, uh, that they yeah. don't talk about in most of these movies, but it would definitely be endorsement deals. 100% yeah, right. Well, well, I mean, do they that's cover why... that in like X Men comics or something? Well, well X Men are all, under all the superheroes in comics are either like independently wealthy at the start or live penniously, like Spider Man. Right. Like, fun um, in ne- in this day and age that DC or Marvel have been writing more now. Like, they could do what The Incredibles just did and put cameras on themselves and just, like, have their own YouTube video with their own footage and make enough money to live very well. a really weird, like, a Twitch monetized superhero. Hardcore Henry style. I mean, it'd be weird, but that's what would probably have, like, because that's a passive source of revenue that you could upload and you'd have the exclusives and you can make decent money if you get enough views and something like watching superpowers happen would get a lot of views. Yeah, there is a... I mean, that's literally how Spider-Man, Spider-Man makes his money. I mean, yes, Pictures but of Spider-Man in the, yeah, my in desk. the Twitch of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, just in modern day, he's doing it for the CEO of Google via, like, or YouTube. Amazon owns uh, Twitch, I guess. Yeah. Amazon does own Twitch. Um, but Google owns YouTube, and yep. it's possibly yeah. could be doing either thing. No, Although I hear the money's right. in Twitch right now. Yeah. For now. I, I don't... You can make I'm, money in YouTube, too, but I'm not sure. I'm over to. 24, so I have no idea how it works. <laughs> so... Apparently we get something for free because we have Amazon Prime. God, we are really under Jeff Bezos' thumb, huh? Yeah. Shit. Thank God he's too focused on his divorce and not on subjugating <laughs> the human race. He goes, his divorce and then his space base. I was going to say, running his, his divorce, living on Mars, then the corporation, then crushing no. the souls of the beyonds <laughs> below him. The good news is he managed to do a little bit of all of them without really trying. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, bless him and his bald head. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, so maybe, Damon, you're on to something where everyone everyone buys superhero insurance, which is basically a fun way of saying the rural community subsidizes uh, the urban community, just because it would be like everybody, like... What kind of urban or rural superhero? That would be fun to watch, though. Well, I'm... But I'm just saying, it would basically be like people buying it on the outskirts of a city would basically subsidize the buildings in the middle, middle because that's where all the supervillain... But I mean, like, happen. depending on like the the degree to which it was happening, like 
if something did come out into your sphere and you're like outside of a major urban center, like you would be left like pretty destitute, destitute if something would sure. happen, you know, mm-hmm. versus like in an urban center, like you got to kind of cover like you got to cover your cost of housing, but like you probably live in a multi-unit building, like you, the landlord, the, is the infrastructure landlord. largely will be covered by somebody else, yep. you know, like you just have to insure your stuff. Yeah. And yourself. But again, that would get passed on, right? Right. Like if it cost me 10 grand to insure my building, and I have ten units. They're all going up a thousand dollars in rent. Right. So like it would. Tra- so you would still need something. This is probably why it's so expensive to live in San Francisco. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> all the Godzillas. Um, but you do have to wonder then if that's one of the reasons that public opinion was against superheroes because if that had all been passed on as like insurance premium, and it made you know it harder to live in cities that are also already pushing out the disenfranchised. I was gonna there say there could be a number of. Uh, anti-superhero rhetorics that come out of that 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 push politicians to ban them it does it's an interesting parallel to draw to our regular life because it sort of feels like oh yeah obviously poor people will be mad that rich wealthy people are running all over top of them and making them pay more money for it even if it's supposedly in their well, own benefit the it, like these are already people with super abilities who then in theory could be pretty wealthy or at least taken care of because of it mm-hmm and you're paying for their damages, right? right? At what point do you just get fed up and basically say, <laughs> I'd just rather the supervillain do his thing because you did the same amount of damage yeah. and you're getting rich off of it. Well, I like, wonder, screw you. Like, right. That kind of explains in itself then, like, I think the, like, Incredibles universe only works because there aren't metahuman supervillains. Right. Yeah. Like, I think a metahuman supervillain would be the incentive for people to be like, fuck you, yeah, I'm going to play, like, superhero insurance. Like, right. I'm not, like, the police can't do anything about that. Like, Then it becomes so. a little bit Batman versus Superman, though, of, like, who watches <laughs> the Watchers. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, like, who that, watches the Watchers, like, are the ones that are keeping you safe also kind of oppressing you, but yeah, it's just better yeah. than the alternative, you know what I mean? No, absolutely, and I, like, there's all kinds of, like, authoritarian, like, you can dissect that like authoritarian relationship between like superheroes and the public. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like it does, it does ring true to now when you have like giant corporations like Google and Amazon kind of like doing whatever they want and making us pay for it under the guise of it being beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. And then, but like, we're still okay with that. Like these superheroes, it's the same sort of deal, except they're the good guys in the story. So like in reality, the supervillain is inefficiency. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the super the supervillain is the superhero. I think you know it's like they're they think that they're doing something good, but they have no perspective on what they're actually doing. For well, I think, and again, I think that's true in the Incredibles universe because it seems like it lacks that like nuclear opposition. Yes, of like there is no. You know, there's no. Why can I not think of a meta power supervillain? There's um, no. Um, no, Lex Luthor's just a guy. Even like, even like Doctor Doom, <laughs> like yeah, you know, there's no Doctor Doom who is like most of the time just a smart dude, but also like a wizard. You know, like it's a smart wizard. You know, so like there's no version of that in the Incredibles world that I can see. Well, but you think about like like Superman's story. He's supposed to be the hero, even though he is like the god like nothing can stop him not even really lex luthor and like mm-hmm. a- and somehow he is the good guy and i think that's what like we're not off topic but like that's what superhero like superman movies are getting wrong is that like he is 
invincible and a god and somehow supposed to still be the good guy we can relate to when mm-hmm. like Superman has always been like trying his best and a person of the people and more concerned with what like the people want and will make them safe than I mean, like doing what God would do. That's the paradox of superheroes is like you have an individual's idea of right and wrong dictating opposition to a subjective evil, you know? Yeah. Like in like in a well-written scenario, you have like a villain who is like maybe out for monetary gain or has some sort of like underhanded like approach to some like moral conundrum versus one person's idea of what's right and wrong. Right. And like, and they win because they're super powered. Yeah. And like, you don't have like, there's no governing force beyond that. And like, I mean, Alan Moore has made a million dollars off of writing about that for 40 years, you know, Mm -hmm. um, of like, Exactly. Like, who, watches who watches the Watchmen? The Watchmen? Like, what well, hap- Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, what happens when you have this, like, elite section of the population who gets to decide what that objective truth is? And, like, at the end of the day, like, it's fictionalized, but is that so different from what, like, reality is? You know, like, there is, there's always been an Rich white class. men are superpowers. <laughs> right. Superheroes, and everyone else yeah. has to live kind of in their world. Well, you think about that. The money and your whiteness are your superpower. And oh, I'm yeah. not arguing it. Yeah. Oh, God. It makes you... This is why, why some of the podcast best... always makes me feel so gross about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why some of the best superhero stuff, though, is where there's two not right or wrong opposing each other that both have... That are on an equal playing field. Like Black Some Panther. of the Civil War stuff, some of... I mean, even some of the X-Men stuff, like Magneto mm-hmm. is not coming from a crazy place. I no. mean, his methods are bad. But, Damon yeah. has a sign in his office that says Magneto had some solid points. Some valid points. Valid points. <laughs> I mean, his methods are terrible. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, his idea, like, again, uh, and it, I think they've done it best in a lot of superhero movies around registration and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Most Civil War is about that. X-Men's a little bit about that. Yeah. Like, a lot of those. But mm-hmm. where it's like, the, yes, no, I I get it. It's a morally gray area. Yeah. And it should be considered complexly. And two meta beings have different subjective ideas of right and wrong and the rest <laughs> of us cower. Yeah. We all have to kind of deal with it. Well, and like, it is kind of like the antithesis to the point of the first one of like, you kind of need that equalizing authority. Like, you need, in a world where like you have meta humans who can impose that, like... <laughs> their internal morality onto a populace like you need the means of controlling pushing back yeah you know this is why like a nuclear arms like a mad situation doesn't work when one person is armed right which is not a good system to get yourself in anyway but at least like you know you need an opposing literally just a hostage situation right but i'm just saying like otherwise (laughs) the police aren't aware of i mean not that it's tyranny not tyranny otherwise but like you need that opposing yeah yeah that that Un, just unmovable object otherwise it kind of falls apart yeah um and well, this is why the second amendment doesn't work anymore i think that's why there it is folks the no, point but, of the podcast but literally <laughs> but the whole point of it, it was to like fight against a tyrannical government as a militia yeah and now our government has b52 so you're not <laughs> fighting against a tyrannical government you're not if gonna the government win. wants to tyrannicalize you it'll do so it'll do so well i do think that that's why it was so natural for comic book authors to gravitate towards team books is like you need to create that like democratized multiple like, uh, perspectives, perspectives on it of like 
you know, this isn't just one person's opinion of right and wrong. Like, it is, like, a select coalition of people, but, like, there is still, like, that... Diversity in thought in some ways, which is one of the reasons I think superhero, or superhero, Superman kind of falls flat because he's rarely, if ever, in those... I mean, I guess there are teams he's a part of, but, like, when he was originally written... They never really put a team around. It was just him deciding how the world was going to well, be. And like, even Justice League isn't doesn't. I mean, especially in the most recent movie, but like they never feel really like a team so much as like a a co op. Like they show up and they do their time to each of them takes a crime and goes and solves it, but they don't like discuss how they're going to do it. I actually think Young Justice does a really good idea. Like does a good job of unknowingly conveying this idea because like it is a thing that like you get voted into this club and like. You, we like sit down and like we make decisions as a group mm-hmm. and like there is still a hierarchy in it like just because certain superheroes are more profitable than others but like you know like there is this jockeying of thought like amongst them of like this is how collectively we will respond to this thing yes i think you literally just described in a better world the United, United Nations. Nations. <laughs> yep, I literally was just listening to you do that, oh, and I was like, yeah. I think that's the UN. A collection of powerful people. <laughs> We're not equal powered, but at least all having a seat at the table right. to decide Everyone how to we discuss. as a group want to, dis- dis- yeah. to determine <laughs> yeah. a solution to some Batman, of these issues. Wonder Woman, and Superman sit on the Security Council with a rotating uh, uh, selection of the other heroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everyone else. Yeah. Uh, maybe well, not Xana Jan so much. Way off track. Uh, no, but I think... But was good and long, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> but basically, they couldn't get insurance. If they could get insurance, there's no reason to have Elastigirl go first, other than, I guess, to avoid a deductible. I mean, for the PR reason I've already stated, but, like, in theory, if it's covered, Well, it's it makes covered, me right? think, like, it must not be, like capital i insurance yeah like there is they have like a wealthy backer there is probably like a cabal of private backers who are like we have a vested interest in this becoming a reality and we'll we give will you money. cover costs and while there that's was, where right if i was gonna go with winston they talk about him like leading a major um telecom right telecom if that is at&t effectively that company is worth mm, 200 billion it's cash from operating is about forty billion a year. The CEO alone gets paid about thirty million. Gross. So, like, in our argu- <laughs> yeah, arguably, they gross. could just be using all of the company's resources, which would not solve the problem on a superheroes everywhere basis, but would solve the problem if you have on a singular select, super. select small superhero. Like, we can cover Elastigirl worth of damages in one city while we have this PR campaign, and then, in theory would have to go to what we've already talked about, which is the government would have to cover it because at some point it's not doable otherwise. Right. That does not make sense then that that old man with acid reflux was on the, like, second flight team. Like, because there's no way in hell that that is, like, more insurable than just regular old Mr. Incredible. But he's, like, the weirdest, most delightful character, though, because he's just like, Bleh. Also, we're not going to get into this now because I think we've already run long. I'm not sure. No, but, not at all. Uh... Can we all agree that Void is the most dangerous superhero? That's in the that Green group? Lady, right? Yes, the yes. one who can make portals. Yeah, um, someone literally should stop from her. From the game Portal. <laughs> yeah, like she could just open you up and drop you into the sun. Any any superhero <laughs> that can like manipulate space time in that or like matter in that way, yeah, is, is horrifyingly inherently dangerous. more. More that and time are the That's two because, things like, that are yeah. terrifying. Talk about um, Sue Storm's, the implications of Sue Storm's powers. Uh, 
I will real quick. <laughs> pause on that. Pause on that because <laughs> like me. this is actually in um uh what the fuck is the name of that book? It's like Wolverine versus everyone or Wolverine kills the Marvel Universe or something. Like Katie Pride is the only person who's able to like outlast him. And that's only because she, she can make herself she can make herself intangible. She takes his fist and puts it in his brain. That's the only way to kill a wolverine, though. Yeah, it is. A literal no, animal wolverine. An animal wolverine. You have to put yeah. its fist in its brain. brain. Did you hear that news story about that man who strangled a mountain lion to death because it tried to kill him while he was running? Yes. No. With his hands. I didn't imagine he did it with his feet. But, uh, he is a runner. You could have been stronger there. Yeah, who knows? You kill a man with your thighs. Anyway, how you know? does Sue Storm's powers break the world? I want to know. They don't break the world, but they're just terrifying because, like, if you think about, like, the way that it's laid out is the, like, it's kind of wave handed that like she bends light. I'm doing air quotes right here. It's like she bends oh, light around whatever she wants to make invisible. Mm-hmm. And that to me means that she is an incredibly high powered telekinetic who is able to like alter particles. Yeah. Like move the the matter between her and the source of light in order to make them reflect in whatever way she wants. And that means that she could take all of the air in your lungs and just make it so dense that you slowly suffocate. Why take make it dense when she could just take it away? She she could just take it away, but she could also just the like, point is yes. She, she can make, make it your as lungs sharp as a blade and just like pull it straight out of your, yeah. your chest. And like the only way to kill a Sue Storm is to put her own fist in her brain. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, <laughs> so many superpowers are really just like a low grade, like or, or like a a really unexplored telekinesis that is like terrifying as soon as you ascribe it like a certain level of dexterity and like to bend light is like the god tier of that and i we're just lucky that she is Is on the good guys she's maintaining holding the phoenix force within her better than gene gray ever did yeah oh my god uh poor gene i have to read that though I stand by the X-Force taking over Sue Storm instead of Jim Gray. That's a, like, what-if story that I'm sure has happened at some point. That being said, I stand by Void as the most powerful superhero you see in those movies. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. They did a... Um, and the fact that the uh, Violet beats her in a fight is just means that Void needs to practice her powers because her yes. powers are inherently inferior well, to and Void's. Violet is effectively just the invisible Sue Storm. Woman. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, like, Wait, remember when they filmed the series? the same thing the... where they did Invisible and then they're like, oh... You should have more than that. And shields for some reason, because those are paired for <laughs> she, some zappy reason. Zappy ball hands. Mm. Which I guess is explained by the fact that you can control all particles around you. Yeah. And turn it into zappy light. To be fair, there's like 30 issues of Fantastic Four where it's like, she's invisible before they realize that like, she can do literally anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and also she forgets that she has powers. Yeah. Like every time she's like, oh no, what will I do? Everybody's fighting. Oh right, I can be invisible. And then she'll sit quietly. And wait for them to be done. <laughs> and she'll make them cookies. You were saying something before. Um, the film theory did a breakdown of who the most powerful, incredible was. Did it come down to Violet or did it come down to... Bo- this was for the first it movie. It came down to Mr. Incredible because... Of he, the force of like lifting those trains and everything. He, and punching no, through it's the... When he's, it's when he's fighting the... The, the claw monster. Or monster at the end of the first one. He like... It pushes through one of Violet's force fields and he pushes back against it in like the same therefore scene. his strength they is greater than hers yeah. is stronger than hers but she will probably be more powerful when she is older matured. it's yes. interesting that uh, I don't know why like super strong is always paired with super tough 
in a way that like doesn't necessarily have to be combined in theory in the real world. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like... Because, be... like, you are definitely implied with him, not only is he super strong, but, like, he can take he's... a blow and just get, keep on coming, right? There's nothing that implies, like, if he punches you, you go flying 30 feet, and if he gets punched, I love he goes flying these, 30 like, feet. Right. I love the, like... The real-world physics part of it? Not the real-world physics part of it so much as, like, the implied secondary, like, mutations of, like, underthought superpowers. Yeah. Because, like, ultimately, like, for him to be that strong, like, oh, his skin his... also has to be, like... Yeah. Like that much more resistant and like yeah. I mean he should hit it so hard that the bone shatters well, his in his arm skin and would like, just like split apart yeah. and like schlop off. Know. Yeah. Yeah, that was something the like was the that in the film is, theory thing too? Well, the like real say, world implications. I was about to say, um the flash or whatever the kid, I can't remember what that kid's Dash. name, Dash, Dash in this movie, like he is also he would also have to have like superhuman strength, otherwise like his like ligaments would his, tear apart. Yeah, like well like his his femurs would just like turn to powder Snap. he also yeah. has to be able to like hold his breath because he moves so fast like mm-hmm. there just wouldn't be air yeah welcome to the speed force and that's like 30 years of flash comics that i don't have the time to read or fully understand <laughs> like, the and if damon doesn't have time comic for writers, it ain't nobody got time for it there is so much like weird mysticism around like super speed that like the minute anybody thought like beyond just like, well, I would want to run really fast, like that would be a cool superpower. speed. Like the next thought was like, this is literally impossible. We need to make burst magic <laughs> in order to make it work. Like, well, the um, there was some. Was this also film theory though? Like of it, if Mister Incredible had the powers that he did, he'd have to be like a certain size in real life to like. Make this work. No, that's an what Ant- am I thinking? That was Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah, because he gets so huge that like he would not be able to move very fast. Well, it's a, the squared cube law. Yeah. Of, it's a physics thing that I only kind of understand, but basically, like, it's why like if you were a fly, humans would appear to move very slowly. Right. And like, but um, he like punches with the same force as like a regular sized human when he's little. Hmm. And, that, like, if he were huge, he would be crushed under the weight of his own femurs. Yeah. <laughs> but when he's little... Like Barbie. Yeah, like Barbie. And crushed under the weight of her own boobs. <laughs> Bless her. She does not have the ability to bear children. Her hips are too small. Yeah, but, like, there's all kinds of, like, delightful little, like, hidden things. that I think, like, really talented writers can then take that and be like, well, they can clearly do this thing also then. Obviously, like, yeah. Like They touch on the that a little thing. bit. Is it in first class where they use the guy with super speed and then you kind of see that he's a little OP? Oh, Because he, like, solves all their problems and they do it in his, like, yeah. frame of reference and you're like, oh, yeah, this would be, again, just like, that's if that's the so solution is... Future past. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. If the solution is, like, put Wolverine's, like, fist in his brain... There's mm-hmm. nothing to stop this guy from just doing it while Wolverine is just standing Slow, there. Yeah. Just and lining how, like, everybody that's up. It's just a little bit, yeah, like not defendable. And that's defendable. why uh, Marvel's version killed him off real quick. Well, it was a backroom agreement. That only one of them would get Quicksilver and the other one would get Scarlet Witch? Yeah. All right, I guess. They completely took Scarlet Witch was supposed to be in Days of Future Past too, but oh. they took her out. Wow. I'm glad that they wound up with the characters they wound up with, though, because Marvel's version of Quicksilver was kind of dumb. They knew that they weren't going to get to keep him, so they, like... They didn't put a lot of time into him. They slapped some some paint on it and called it good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, his whole getup was just, like, he's in a tracksuit. He runs. 
And she's a witch. (laughs) And she literally has the power of an infinity stone. But, you know, they're both cool. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Which Olsen is that? Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Yeah, that's a good name. The fifth one. (laughs) Um, The third one, if you, like, they're just moving back and forth. Chronologically. But, um, no, no, no. There's one Olsen. The like third Elizabeth Olsen. No, oh. there's <laughs> one uh, Olsen like there's one electron in the universe that just goes wherever it's being measured. Yeah, wherever, if you're observing wherever it. Wherever you're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I've never seen all three of them in the same place. So. <laughs> it's true. Uh, do we have anything to say more about insurance? No, but we I talked forgot. a lot about superhero theory. I forgot about how much Damon loved superheroes, and it brings me joy to watch him have such joy. <laughs> It's just like I think it's just a fascinating like narrative exploration like especially because like it's so much of it started in like a fantasy informed sci-fi space and then like slowly like harder and harder sci-fi has been had to like, like put on top of it on top to of like it. satisfy fanboys and it's yeah um it's just brilliant and it's like they're characters that have been cooperatively written for a century and like there's no other like narrative exploration like that, and I think that's fascinating. Other than the Bible. Well, <laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> Sorry for those who come for the money that it was light on the money. For those who come for everything else, you're welcome. You're welcome. That was a very enjoyable conversation a, about superheroes. A rich, a richly woven tapestry. Uh, thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. As always, thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. Catch her at charlesemiller.com. Uh, write us a sweet little review and rate us a whole bunch of stars on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Let us know what you think about superhero theory or the superhero that makes the least sense to you at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and I guess we'll catch you next time. See you, buddies. Bye. I'm sorry. Does pressure still work on the other side of the void thing? So if you like opened up a gate into a volcano, would it push lava out?